Welcome to the Screamcast episode 83. I am Sean DeRager, and with me is Brad Henderson. Hi, Sean. Hi, Brad. BJ couldn't join us today. She had some things to take care of, so uh, she will be should be back next time. But um, we got. I gotta, sure hope so. I know. Hey, yeah. stuff happens. Um, we got a packed show, so we couldn't really postpone anything because of that. Plus, Brad is busy as a motherfucker. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So um, we got a fantastic show lined up today, I believe. We're going to be talking about three recent Vinegar Syndrome slash Exploitation TV releases. Spine numbers three, four, and five. Uh, well, Nightmare you, Weekend. If you flip them over on the reverse art, they're 90, 94, and 95. Nice. Awesome. Because they skip. Um, I heard like through rights issues, they can't, uh, they can't have... They have to have the exploitation TV, but if you flip it with the other cover art, it will oh, okay. have those remaining numbers. For Vinegar Syndrome, right? Yeah. Okay, yep. gotcha. That's okay. Cool. We're going to be talking uh, Nightmare Weekend, Frightmare, and Demonoid in just a little bit. But um, before that, Brad, you, uh, you were at a convention of sorts. I attended Spooky Empire... Uh, Spooky Empire is uh, two times a year. Um, one is Spooky Empire in October. The other one is known as Mayhem, um, but it's still Spooky Empire. It's pretty much the same exact, um, well, yeah, same exact convention. It's just one's kind of smaller than the other. Uh, Spooky's the bigger one. So this year, um, there's quite a few guests. I mean, George Romero, Tom Savini, uh, Bill Mosley, mm, Danny Trejo, uh, Pat Priest from, you know, the monsters who played Marilyn, um, the shining, the shining twins, Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory kids, Nev Campbell, Skeet Ulrich, Matthew Lillard, um, just a whole barrage of, uh, of people, um, which is always cool to walk around. I'm not a big autograph person. I just kind of want to go up and shake your hand or, you know, say hi. You don't want them, anyone to sign your boob? Nope. <laughs> um, you know, there's quite a – this is actually the bigger year for Spooky because uh, the normal hotel that they usually um, present the the festival – I guess not a festival – convention at. It's, it's a very small um, – to what they need nowadays because they got, they've gotten so big as uh, spooky is one of the bigger ones in the United States. Um, you know, I think Texas Frightmare is probably the biggest cinema wasteland and Ohio is pretty large. Um, so it's kind of cool. It was a new venue this time. Uh, very, very spacious, which I also think hurt the convention a little bit because there was, was just way too much room to like peruse and walk around. So like, you felt like really separated. It was really hard to find people. You know, they have the vendor room, of course. They have a tattoo room. They have an author room. They, you know, actually had a film festival uh, during this one. Um, so it was very nice in that sense. The only the only thing I did not care for was the they did get a bigger vendor room, but the vendor tables were very small, hmm. which was a little. A little annoying because there wasn't a lot of room to move around, and I always felt like I was in the way. Right. Um, 
so that's one thing I think they can improve on is definitely the vendor room. Uh, vendors all over kind of the country come, uh, even some like out of the country. Uh, because one year there was like, um, not an arrow wasn't there, but it was a guy that had like a ton of like UK Blu-rays and like DVDs. He owned some shop in the UK and he just decided to come over and set up a table. Um, and he basically sold out all his shit, which was really cool. Um, Vinegar Syndrome was there. Uh, Mike from Grindhouse Video was there. Our friends at Coffee Shop of Horrors were there. Kind of, those are kind of the norm. This is Mike's first time from Grindhouse Video, and he did very well. So uh, definitely um, be attending next time. Um, I hung out with the Vinegar Syndrome guys a little bit. That that was a that was an experience for sure. Um, because it made me because um, I kind of you know told them to come to this uh, convention because they they asked me you know. What do you think are some of the better ones? So I told him my list, and I said, I think you should really try Spooky Empire due to the fact that there's not a lot of um, physical media vendors there. The ones that are there, they're usually bootleggers. Oh, yeah. So, you know, as far as physical, you know, authentic physical media, it's very small. Um, so Mike and Vinegar Syndrome was there. Uh, Unearth Films were there. There's another guy that was selling, you know, legit stuff. But for the most part, the rest were bootleggers. But it was just funny sitting at the table with vinegar syndrome, watching people come up, and it was it was kind of you know disappointing in a way to see how many people didn't know who they were or what they were doing. Um, even though they have like in the front row, they had you know Madman, they had Christmas Evil, you know they had Don't Go to the Woods. You had so many people come up and say, "Hey, do you have walk you know Walking Dead Blu-rays?" <laughs> we had, I, I saw. T- hey. uh. Two people asked for Resident <laughs> Evil DVDs, and it's like you know, it, it, it's not that. Well, like, they probably oh, just thought it was like a store, you know what I mean? Just like right, that. right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. But it was but like, still, come on, people. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, like, I, I don't, you know, rag on them for coming up and asking for something else because obviously they probably don't know the label. But you're asking for those movies that like something so special like this, where people like they don't bring those things. They bring the more obscure or, you know, kind of harder to find stuff. Yeah, or, you can find that you know, in Walmart. Right. You know, not the $5 Walmart bin. You know, one kid said, I don't want the Resident Evil Blu-ray. I want the DVD. Like, this is what you came to Spooky Empire to look for a Resident Evil DVD? <laughs> like, you know, it was just, just kind of, you know, shocking. It, which, you know, it's, it's some of these conventions they have um, – you know, it's kind of unique and kind of a different standpoint. If you look at it, is a lot of the people that come don't know old horror. They only know new horror, and the new horror that they're familiar with is like American Horror Story, Walking Dead, you know, and stuff that's on television. What, what was which, kind of the age range, would you say, the average age range that, that you can gather? I would say most people were in their 30s and 40s. Okay. all right. Um, but I mean, it's all ages. I mean, little kids come, I mean, there is, you know, some older gentlemen, some like really older gentlemen, uh, mostly no females, surprisingly, um, <laughs> like, well, older females. I mean, there's plenty of females, you know, which is really awesome as well, but it was just, it's kind of unique to watch that how many people are here because they know like the whole era of horror versus I just watch Walking Dead on television. You know, it's, it's kind of hard to balance because you see a lot of those people. 
Yeah. Which I think is cool because it molds, you know, the people that are really into horror that aren't really into like the new stuff that's coming about. It kind of pushes them with it, but also pushes like these people that are just like, oh, the only horror things I know is Walking Dead and, you know, what's on television. But they're also pushing this whole other, you know, realm of just these obscurities and and stuff like that. So I, I think yeah. it's a good – I think conventions are useful in that sense to, to try to, you know, turn on new fans, to turn on old fans to – you know, new things or old things, vice versa. It works. I think it works both ways. So well, yeah, I it's think a pretty, well, it's a pretty cool experience. Maybe you have Walking Dead and that stuff, a bunch of shit. But I mean, in many ways, it's a it's a almost a gateway drug. Yeah, you know, to other things no, and the better no, things. So. I, I completely agree. I mean, I'm not a Walking Dead fan by any means, but you know, I I'm so so proud that there is a horror. I mean, even though they don't like to call it a horror TV show, which is crazy to call it a drama, but it's a horror TV show. A horror TV show is syndicated, like syndicated that that you know that much, and people love it. Mm-hmm. And the amount of people that love a zombie TV show is fucking great. You know, the same thing with American Horror Story. I don't, I don't watch that either. But just to watch people like go ape shit over a horror TV show, that's really fucking cool. You know, it might not be my bag, but man, that that's something saying for the you know, what's gonna happen in a couple years to the yeah. horror industry. You know, hopefully this pushes movies along a little bit. People can get into horror films uh, you know, at the theater now. Um, because I mean it's kinda died out a little bit. Um so hopefully, you know, like T V shows like that kinda move people along and kinda make people aware that horror still exists, you know, it's just not walking dead in an American horror story. There's a lot of other stuff you can venture out to see but i think it's a good uh i think it's a good little push in that direction cool man i I need to make it out to conventions i'm hoping once my youngest is a little older it'll be uh, a little more freeing for me to head out up to la you know to i know there's a couple up there that i'm aware of that i need to make it out to those for sure yeah so we'll try to ramp that up ramp it up speaking of uh you mentioned the coffee shop of horror people of them i mean i would have I would have went to town and bought as much coffee as I possibly could. Yeah, I, I bought I bought some <laughs> coffee when I was there. They got a couple new uh, new flavors I'm going to yeah, try, but I, yeah, it's uh, pretty pretty fucking sweet. I placed an order. There was like one I, I can't re- remember the name. It was um, it looked really good. But anyway, are you are you drinking any right now? I I brewed some up for the for the yeah yeah. So. I have um I uh, so sometimes it depends. Like sometimes I kind of just go with the norm. Um, you know, just with like the normal roast, but I got uh burial grounds, which is just a kind of a, um, you know, a dark, a dark roast, yeah. you know, like black coffee. I, and, you know, I'm, I'm getting to the point where, cause I was always like kind of a cream and sugar guy. Yeah, me too. You know, I liked coffee with my cream and sugar rather than, you know, the other way. Um, but I think with, with this, with the flavors and stuff, it's actually turning me on more because now, you know, the the creamer kind of covers up the taste and you know, if all like the, I mean, coffee, I think smells great, but with this kind of stuff, it, it like, it really is rich. It smells really good. So yeah, this is cool. burial grounds. So I'm going to take a sip right now. I, I got, I got something called snoot dank beans. It's a Costa Rican terrazoo. I don't know. Snoot. It's really good. Snoot Dank Beans. It looks like they did it for. There's a a band called Snoot, and it's a, a guy and a gal, 
and um, it, it looks like I don't, they I don't know that one. They did little kind of zombie-ish renditions of of the two artists, so little partnership with them. Pretty fun. Mm. I mean, it's fun. I, I like I. It just makes it, it makes me my my morning coffee a little more fun. I don't know. I look forward to it. I I, I seriously have not yeah. really bought. I haven't bought any other coffee other than Coffee Shop of Horrors. Yeah, that's all. I mean, when I used to do the the Cafe Bustolo. That's what I used to do all the time. But um, yeah, for the most part, this is all I have. Mainly because I have like a million bags of it. <laughs> you know, I, I need to get rid of it. But you know, it's it's really it's it's really good coffee. I, I will give it that. You know, and and they have a they have a unique uh, business with how long you know because everything that they brew and their beans like when they sell it like nothing's over like thirty days old. Yeah, yes, super you know, fresh, which is cool. And you know they they do the whole beans which you grind up yourself, but the whole beans last longer. You know if you if you grind it up, it it loses its flavor and you know it's 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 smell. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really good. And there's, you know, if you go on their website, I'm, I'm sure you can read a lot about it. You know, they're always, they're always promoting that stuff. Um, you know, at the convention that, you know, there's no chemicals, it's all natural oils and all that kind of stuff. So if you're like allergic to certain shit, when you drink coffee, then maybe you need to look into this. But, um, yeah, if you drink it and you actually listen to the show and you have picked up on it, let us know. Cause I would, I would like to know, uh, what you guys like? Because I don't, honestly don't have the time to try each one. I do like the white. I do like the white Russian though. That's Every, another favorite. Oh, it's, one. So, it's so good. Every time um, that I order a new bag of coffee, order about three. I always do two standbys that, that I really like, and then I try one new one. Yeah, um, and of course they they they'll send us samples here and there. So no, Noah's talking in the background. Yeah, yeah. What up, Noah? What up, Noah? Yeah, he's joined. He, Noah has joined the show. Sweet. Um, cool, man. I I really. I really would like to meet them one of these days. We should uh, should probably have them on the show at some point. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, no, I'm, I, they have um, keep a, keep lo- a lookout because there is a. I didn't tell you this yet, Sean. I but I, I can't say because I don't think they have announced it yet. Um, <laughs> but they told they told me in uh, confidentiality. So hopefully, when they hear the show, they're like, "Man, Brad's such a stand up guy. He didn't spoil that news." <laughs> um, but they have this huge fucking collaboration going on with something with them and it's going to blow up it's going to be pretty cool um so keep an eye out for that announcement with them nice but uh other than that yeah go to your go to your local horror convention let us know how it is you know they're all over the place some are bigger than others some are smaller you know but they're all it's all cool you know it's it's a bunch of people you know you're in like my hometown there's no one i can relate with pretty much with horror films other than a couple friends here or there. So, you know, it's a place where you can go and you just can, you know, who gives a fuck? You can just be yourself. So it's a kind of a cool place to go. If you want to, you know, just, you know, chill out on horror and talk about it and yeah. walk around and see fucking some awesome cosplay and some really awful cosplay <laughs> and, you know, 50 million Harley Quinns and 50 million Jokers. God, Did you dude, see any it's... any any new jokers from the Suicide Squad this time around? Yeah, dude, people were trying so hard and it just looked <laughs> it looked really bad. I mean, you know, it's one of the, I like to see people get creative. I I really do. Like there's some really cool fucking cosplay every once in a while, but for the most part, it, you can only see so many Harley Quinns. 
It was kind of ridiculous how many Harley Quinns there Harley were. Harley Quinn is the go-to sexy superhero-ish type costume that, uh, you know, is always yeah. supposed to be a go-to. Harley Quinn or, or, or just the basic sexy cat or Catwoman? Yeah, not, not too many Catwomen. No? Just, uh, yeah, just a lot of Jokers and, and, um, you know, and, and a lot of Freddy Kruegers. <laughs> and a lot of, uh, sexy Freddy Kruegers too. So, really? Yeah. I'm not sure I, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Some really bad there's like one really badass Jason and there was one that was dressed up as the old Nintendo game Jason. <laughs> That's awesome. And, like with the blue, like the bright blue like neon mask like yeah. the purple outfit. That's hilarious. It was pretty pretty cool. So yeah. Very but anyways, cool. yeah, go to your local one. Let us know how it is. Yeah, we'd love to hear hear guys' convention stories and see pictures and all that stuff. Well, very cool. Let's uh, let's jump into our "What's on Your Doorstep" segment. Holy cow! I almost forgot. We'll get the door. Pizza. Sweet. I'm gonna go first. I have nothing. So there you go. That's total bullshit. You got nothing. I really have nothing, man. Wow. Oh, wow. dude, I've, I've, like... I, I guess you're at the, you're at the, uh, the convention I can't, thing, man. You're yeah, right. I can't speak on behalf of some <laughs> of the things I'm doing, but, like, I'm, like, way, way too busy. Like, you know, I, I, I watch the stuff we're supposed to to make sure I get that in. Yeah. And, you know, I watch, uh, I watch stuff with, like, Willow, you yeah. know? But for the most part, I, I'm not really watching anything by myself right now. Well, cool. Well, well I'm excited to get to our, these three movies to talk about, but, um, my, my What's Under Doorstep's pretty... Uh, it's all right. I wanted I wanted to bring up. Have you heard of Horror Box or how oh, shoot? What yeah, are they called yeah Horror Box. Hold on, hold on. You mean you mean like Horror Block? No, are you no, talking no, about no. Horror Box with it's the DVDs and Blu-rays? The DVDs and Blu-rays Horror Box. Yeah, they uh, they sent they sent me a box. They had shot me an email and and uh, wanted me to mention you know give them a try and, and mention them on the show. Um, so I got the DVD box. I should have specified I would want a Blu-ray box. You know, oh, because but, you don't like Blu-rays, you don't like but, DVDs at all. But because that makes the movies bad. <laughs> no, no, there's actually two on here. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm either terrified to watch because they're probably going to be horrible, or I'm, and but I'm also intrigued. What are but they? It's, I mean, I mean, it's a cool idea. Like, I like the idea. I think that it would be better if they were trying to go for more maybe obscure titles. Um, cause the first one I, I opened up and it's like the orphanage. It's like, well, I've owned the orphanage for, forever. I think most seasoned horror people may own the orphanage. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure like their target, like, are they trying to go people going to people trying to build their horror collections or, Hey, there's a lot of, but yeah, I mean, just because you and a lot no, of, I, people, I know the majority of people probably haven't, you know, that's right, why you have to right. look at it. Yeah. But I mean, like, I mean, like it'd be stupid if like you maybe gave the shining or the Halloween <laughs> right, and that right, would right. be a little stupid, but I think the orphanage is a safe a safe, a safe pick. Cool, and that's the thing. Like these, like the ones that I've already, I already own. Like you know, would be great giveaways and things like that to people who haven't seen them. Um, the next, the next one in the in this month's box was the Exorcism of Emily Rose, which I'm actually okay. a huge, a huge fan of that flick. So, but uh, then there was two that I hadn't heard of and hadn't seen. Okay. And the first one is a Malcolm McDowell movie called The Barber. Ooh, The Barber is actually pretty okay. Is it? It's directed by Michael Baffor, Baforo. 
I don't know who that is, but the barber's not that bad. Okay, it's but it's weird. You know, it's Malcolm McDowell, the barber, and I was like, all right, cool. Like, you know, because I, I, I think it's pretty cheap per month too. It's like twenty bucks a month or something like that. It's pretty reasonable for the DVD. I think the Blu-ray might be a little bit more, but so to get this, I was like, all right, that's cool. And then the other one I got, which I, <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever watch this, but it's called Pro Wrestlers versus Zombies. Well, I don't, I don't know. have no words. <laughs> no idea. Starring Roddy Piper, the late Roddy Piper, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Matt Hardy, and Kurt Angle. Nope. And I, Pass. I, I, it's That's probably, for your wrestling probably right there. pretty damn awful. Yeah. But, um, but you know, this was their first box, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, it's, I, I think, I think it's, but that's the thing is like, you know, you can't you can't be pretentious when you're building those boxes and putting them together. Right. You want to you want to sort it out. So they have a well known movie. They have a super weird you know movie. They have a wrestling horror movie. And what was the other one? Uh, Would you say the Orphanage? Of, the Barber? Uh, or, oh yeah, Orphanage. The, exorcism, exorcism of Emily Rose. Which that yeah, one is actually one which that was, people which was of, at the theaters like. You know, everywhere. Yeah, but I think that one got overlooked or something. I don't know. It, no, it had, no. Like, but I'm saying rap. you have a you have a mainstream movie like that. You right. have you know a foreign horror film. You have a super weird indie, and then you have kind of probably this like shot on video like weird wrestling pro. <laughs> I think that's a pretty derivative like box. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think what what I'm going to do is I'm going to probably sign up for the Blu-ray one. And see how that is next month, and just give it a whirl for a few months, and yeah, you know that's 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 the thing. Like anyone, any doubles, I can always sell off or give away, and and it's it's you know I I like the idea of these box things, but I haven't really wanted to subscribe for one that's a bunch of knickknacks and stuff because I mean the the horror um, block or whatever, like half the stuff yeah, the, is just the horror be block, yeah, that, that just fills I mean, the- up in my office. You know. Right, right. It's like if you're into collectibles, I mean, I've looked at that countless times. I'm like, oh, man, that'd be cool to get. But like, where the fuck am I going to put toys? <laughs> yeah, and, no you know, place. like the T-shirts, they're like super cool. But like, am I going to wear that in public? <laughs> you know, like maybe probably not. But so it's cool. I'm, I'm really I really dig the idea. And I wish, you know, wish all the guys the, the best luck. So um, I'll, I'll I'm going to keep the communication going with them. And uh, see if you know, see what kind of options they can have, or if we can partner up with them somehow, or I don't know. But uh, but it was it was cool for them, very nice of them to send me a box. So very grateful to them. Um, yeah. So next up, I've been for the past few weeks, when I, whenever I have a chance to like get on the elliptical or whatever, I've been going through the Blu-ray Crystal Lake Memories, that like six-hour uh, documentary. Whoa. That uh, highlights. All the Friday the Thirteenth movies. It's um. There was one called. There was, I think that uh, they did a documentary called. Um, his name was Jason. Was that the name yeah, of the yeah. documentary? That's, that's, that's its name. So this is basically an expanded version of that because it's the same filmmakers and it's it's using a lot of the same interviews, but then they expand okay. it. Yeah, that's the reason why I never got it. I, I didn't know it was six hours because I I thought it was the thing that I saw. So I was like, okay. No, man, it's this yeah. thing is. Well, because it was like I saw that and then it was coming out on Blu-ray. I was like, well, how late is that? Like three or four years? But okay, it's, yeah. uh, it's something different. Yep, yep. So it's, man, if you're if you're a Friday the 13th fan, like that's the thing. Like people complained about that Friday the 13th box set, about it being bare, uh, you know, no, nothing really new. Well, shit, you have this six-hour documentary. What more do you need? You know, this thing is so comprehensive. 
through each of the films. It's a lot of fun. The interviews are great. Um, they use a ton of clips from the movies. A lot of the, they use a lot of, uh, stuff that had hit the cutting room floor as far as the extra gore stuff. You get, so you get to see some of the extended scenes, the, in, in the gore gags and stuff that we, that were cut out of the film and, and reasons why things were cut. And it's, it's just, it's, it's a lot of fun, man. I'm having a hell of a time going through that thing and just a blast. Like, I'm like on the elliptical watching it, big old grin on my face just watching this thing. So I know it was out of print That's for a while. I'm going to watch porn. <laughs> it was out of print for a while and like super expensive, but it is like they re- did a reprint. So it should be pretty, pretty cheap now. So I, if you haven't grabbed it, I would say definitely check it out. And then if you haven't grabbed uh, Never Sleep Again, you know, awesome set. But I haven't upgraded to Blu-ray on Never Sleep Again because uh, I already had the DVD. So it's one of the things I decided not to upgrade on, Brad. So see, I don't hate all DVDs. Okay, so one. Cool. <laughs> one. Um, next up, I bought the digital version of Turbo Kid. Cool. And that movie, you've talked about the movie. You saw it in uh, in the theater. I would have loved. I would have loved to see this thing on the on a big screen. But um, if you haven't seen it, you know, check it out. You, you can rent it. You can buy it digitally. It's gonna get a Blu-ray. I think. I'm not sure if it's later this year or early next year. I know that they are working on a, a U.S. Blu-ray. And there is a U.K. Blu-ray out right now, but um, if you're if you want the Blu-ray, hold off. Be patient. You'll you'll get a U.S. version, a U.S. one. But this this flick is so fun. Like it's it's another example of kind of uh, a nostalgic take on a film, taking a um, you know a modern made film, but making it retro in a way. But they did it super smart. Where there, there's not a bunch of winks and nods. It's 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 a movie that could very well have ex- have existed in 1986. You know, uh, this the feel of it, but it it also feels timeless in a way. And the gore gags are just hilarious. They they do the whole you know the whole Japanese samurai type gore where they just blood just splurts everywhere. <laughs> but um, but it's good, man. The lead actor is really fantastic. The the girl who plays the uh, the blonde, Apple. the blonde girl. What's her name? She plays Apple. Plays Apple. She's fantastic. Yeah, she's super cute. You like? I mean, the characters really draw you in, and the the lead, and uh, and the girl who plays Apple. I uh, apologize, I don't have their cast. Oh, uh, Lawrence Lebeau, Lebeau is plays Apple, and Monroe Chambers is the kid, and of course, Michael Ironside is plays an awesome badass bad guy. Yeah, I like. I just like Skeletron. That the guy, the guy with the skull mask. Yeah, that dude is so badass. He's yeah, he like doesn't say a part. word, and he is menacing and crazy. And it, it's I couldn't. I, this is probably one of my favorite movies this year that I've seen. This is like this and Deathgasm for sure are, are like movies that I felt were made just for me. So. Yeah. Check out Turbo Kid. I know you guys have probably heard a lot of people talking about it, but I finally got around to see it and seen it, and uh, definitely, definitely watch it. And finally, I, I rented on Halloween. I rented Tales of Halloween. So I know BJ's talked about it. You know, you've talked about it, and so I don't want to spend too much time on it. But it's funny because everyone that I talked to about the film, like everyone liked different segments of the film. Like it's you know, I, I shot out kind of my list of the best, worst, and the meh of of the 10 shorts and one of our listeners um like the list was complete opposite <laughs> of what of of what he would have picked yeah. so 
Um, oh, who's our listener? Uh, C, he only goes by CR, CR on Twitter, Wolverine Factor, which is, uh, by the way, he did mention he's another one of our, our gay listeners. And he was sad that he didn't get a shout out last week. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that was the thing is like, I actually, uh, there was some, there was somebody else is like, Hey man, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gay too. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. But like, I wasn't going to go around. Like, no, I mean, like, <laughs> no, this isn't the time to just ousting their gay call everyone. And be like, Hey, guess this person's guy. I was like, no, 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 I'm going to do anything like that. <laughs> you know, but. I, the people that I know that were like super open about it, but because he was just like, you know, he was, cause he, he made the comment. I got, I was down cause I like Dick too. Right. No, that's him. That's, something like that's, that. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's our that's Wolverine factor. Yep. So yeah, it's but, it's kind of funny, but, but yeah, he, shout, he liked, shout out to being gay, hooray! <laughs> but he liked the exact opposite of the ones that I yeah. like. So it's it's just this is why these anthology films are so fun, and and uh, uh, this will probably be another Halloween tradition. I'll probably throw this on and and watch it again. But yeah. uh, the ones I really loved were Sweet Tooth, uh, The Week and the Wicked. Grim Grinning Ghost, The Ransom of Rusty Rex, and friggin' Bad Seed, The Killer Pumpkin. Like, those were yeah. my ones that I, I loved. So I, I couldn't tell you who did what. I know Paul Solette, which one did he do? Um, I don't know. Was it, uh, The Weak and the Wicked? Yeah, I didn't like that one at all. I don't really? Think. Gosh, I liked it. I don't know. Which one was that? That was the one where the guy was uh, summoning a demon to the people that, like, picked on him or whatever. Or actually, there's there's a little twist to it, but... He oh. summons a demon. The demon oh. looked didn't look very good, but I liked up going up to them like the girl and uh, the, like the bad girl, and, and I, I liked I liked most of it. But but the best one for sure was the killer pumpkin one. That one I was laughing my ass off. Yeah, I like that one and Sweet Tooth. Yeah. So anyway, Tales of Halloween. I this is uh, I you know, I welcome more Halloween anthologies. Give us one or two a year every October. I'll be happy. You know. It's all about making you happy. Oh, yeah, of course. Cool. Anyway, that's what's on my doorstep. And you had nothing. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into these three movies here. Uh, which, should we cover them uh, in order of spine number? What oh, do think? dude, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll talk about whatever. You pick. Let's... You know what? Let's uh This is a hell of a like a three three oh movie my God, night. Man. Like if you watch all three of these <laughs> in one night, like you might be a fucking awesome person. I watched that's pretty much what I did. I watched half of one on Friday, then I over the weekend I couldn't watch it, and then then last night, man, I watched the last two the last half of this one, then the other two, and it it was a blast. It was so fun. Um I don't care, we don't have to do it by spy number, but um Just pick one. But I, the first one I watched was Demonoid. Created by Satan to prey on the living. It feeds on your most hidden desires and secret fears. It's been dormant for centuries. But now, its time has come again. Demonoid, messenger of death. A warning for those who believe. Eternal damnation for those who don't. Demonoid, is it the last of its kind? Or the first of many to come? By the time you discover the answer, it may already be too late. 
Demonoid, starring Samantha Egger. Neither God, don't do it. Stuart Whitman. Death is deliverance. Why must they kill what's already dead? Demonoid, messenger of death. All right, let's talk about Demonoid. Demonoid. This is a 1980 flick about a killer <laughs> killer hand. A killer hand. Well, it's like these people are there in uh, Mexico, right? And yeah. It's like a um, a one a woman and then her husband go down um, because every all these like these Mexican workers are scared to go down there because of this uh, you know legend, I guess that the he's being spread around. So they go down there and they have this awful sequence of him going down through quicksand, but it's not quicksand. <laughs> it's just, when he shoves that ladder up through the hole of where he came down through quicksand. Right. Logistically doesn't make that any doesn't sense whatsoever. <laughs> it doesn't work at all. So anyways, they go down to this hole and then, um, you know, he's an idiot. So he starts like setting fires, like in the oil pits, <laughs> and then they find this, uh, and he like, he sees like a relic, but he like picks it up like it's a fucking candy bar and starts tossing it around. Um, but it's this hand that's enclosed and kind of in this case. And, um, through a couple, you know, a couple scenes later, it is, uh, opened up and there's dust, but that obviously releases this one hand that's um this, the one thing is they never went into good detail of no, what the fuck is going no, on it's, it's just like, a freaking why is it after hand. her yeah why is it after her and what the fuck happened like why why is there a hand like can you give me some kind of exposition just say oh it's the devil's hand that's yeah, it. They, they, I would have been cool, but they really don't like go in any detail. It seems not really about where this hand comes from or why it wants her. Right. I mean, all you get is this opening scene with this, like you know, they yeah, this woman they tie this woman up, up, they rip off her shirt, titties in the first one, first minute, people. Whoa, whoa. Um, <laughs> but but that's really the only exposition exposition you have is that through some weird you know, curse or something, this hand's killing everyone. But yeah, they'd give no, there's no, like, they don't give any backstory to it at all. No, no. I mean, what we have here is a really fucking crazy killer hand movie. (laughs) But, you know, it's, it's, it's fun in the sense of like, you know, also we look at it as, um, now did you watch, uh, the shortcut or did you watch the long cut? I watched Demonoid, the one that's on the Blu-ray. I know that there's uh, another one, another cut. Macabra. Uh, Macabra that's on, the, that's on a DVD. Yeah. I didn't watch that, no. See, I I watch – well, I put in the Blu-ray to see um, – and this shows you like how how well these movies are uh, you know restored is that it really doesn't look that much different. <laughs> Um, so I popped in the Blu-ray to watch that a little bit, and then I popped in uh, the DVD because it's you know an extra ten minutes, but the fucking gore is fucking killer in Macabre. Like, huh. there's yeah, the gore scenes are extended. There's like a fucking, you know, when the um the black guy gets attacked and the hand like crushes his skull. Yeah. Well, in Macabre, he fucking crushes his skull. <laughs> it's it's pretty sweet. And then when. <laughs> 
you're going to remove my hand or I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> yes. You know, it's like, what? <laughs> this guy's having this operation, having his hand removed. The doctor's at gunpoint. So this guy can have his hand. Like, that's what I would get. Like, what was, did he know he was possessed or See, that's the thing, was is it like, trying they to never get go away from detail. him? I don't know. Like certain people, you know that they actually have the curse. Yeah. But then they're like, I'm going to keep it and kill you. <laughs> <laughs> but other people are like, yo, I don't want it. Chop off my hand. And it's like, <laughs> you really have no clue what's going on. But I think that's the that's kind of the appeal to it is that you don't have to sit down and worry about exposition. You just get to watch this really bizarro horror film with actually great hand effects. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's pretty impressive. Like the editing, the editing in this movie when the hand attacks people, because obviously you have a guy using a hand, you also have a fake rubber hand, and you have a lot of scenes where just like they're operating to the point where there's a guy like under something and his hand is popping out, moving around. Yeah. But the editing between all the ones, like the hand flying across the room, grabbing somebody's face. Like the editing is really well done in this movie, and it's kind of a odd, an oddball thing to to pinpoint of something so cheap and silly. Where it seemed like that was the main focus is like whatever we have to do, the editing has to be superb on the hand attacks, and it is, <laughs> you know. Um, but it's it's so funny because I was thinking about you know. I always, when I watch movies, sometimes I try to think of like a good, you know, like a double feature. So I thought of a triple feature of this one. You could do the severed arm, you could do uh, Demonoid, and then you could do Michael, uh, um, the Michael Caine movie, The Hand. Oh, nice. Which this is very similar to The Hand. So now I'm like wondering if fucking who did that? Oliver Stone. Oliver Oliver Stone did a horror film back in the day called The Hand. I think it's Oliver Stone. So, like, it's very much kind of somewhat similar at times, which I thought was shocking. It's been a long time since I've seen Demonoid. Um, So that's the reason why I didn't watch the uh, Blu-ray is because, you know, I had that on VHS for the longest time. (laughs) I I never saw Macabre, so I wanted to see that. Because I always heard about the extended gore scenes. Um, But the... The opening isn't in the movie. It's the opening's not on the DVD. No, no, not it's. I, th- I, th- I think that's the cut. Um, wait, no, did I watch that part? See, I skipped like halfway <laughs> through. I can't remember because I think when it started, I don't remember like seeing it at first. But I hit skip to get to the same point because I wasn't going to watch the movie twice. It's not that right. fucking good, right? Um, so yeah, I'd have to check. You know what's amazing in this film? And- I don't remember. Um, is that Samantha Eggers in it, and she's in The Brood in 1979. She's in The Brood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, she a, goes. She's a popular actress. Yeah. So she goes from The Brood, 1979, this really fantastic Cronenberg flick, to <laughs> to Demonoid. You know, it's just a. It's so funny seeing Demonoid Messenger of Death, by the way. Which uh, I like don't know names. if that's a. I don't know if that's a play on kind of the hand i guess i think what i what i, I was reading something and I'm, I'm not sure if this is 100 percent true or not but apparently there isn't there well there's another movie called demonoid as well i think i i don't know there's something they had to add that 
messenger of death for some reason in, well, I was in some to think market. Of, like the hand is the messenger of death. Yes, because like, it wants to you know, because kill it's, her. It, yeah, but that's the thing is like the whole time I'm puzzled of why this hand wants this woman. I, I just it, it's such a. <laughs> if, but, if any of you know, uh, let us know. Drop us a line. Read and what's up with the, the rip off the Italian uh, an incredible melting man soundtrack? Is that what that was? I was yeah. For the I, most part, when the like the computer noises happen and like the sci-fi music, it's the fucking. It's like a spin on uh, Incredible Melting Man in in Demonoid. The, yeah, the, the soundtrack's very. Well, you, see, we're talking about two, almost talking about two different cuts because uh, the Macabre they probably had to do that because it was longer. But in in Demonoid, I the the score I thought was actually pretty damn good. Well, dude, the score it also has that like. It has like a nanny nanny boo boo sound. Have you? Did you keep hearing that? I don't, dude. I don't. It was like I don't. It was I, like I, I don't do, know if do, they do, added do, that do, in. Do, do, do. That's what it kept doing, dude. I think I'm wondering if that was specific to Macabre. No, no, no. This was on the Blu-ray that I oh, watched. Okay, when, okay. Whenever the cop, whenever the, the whenever oh, the okay. cop interacts with the like this the the guy that gets out of the ground and then chops off his arm in the in the car door. Like when he's doing that, you hear like the nanny nanny boo boo. It's like do 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 do, <laughs> and it's like, what is happening that's here? Hilarious. That's hilarious. But that's another fun thing about this movie is watch how people chop off their hand. <laughs> <laughs> like all the unique ways they come up with, like how the fuck am I gonna get my hand off? The uh, you know? this the the surgery by gunpoint has to take the cake as far as the best one. The the other one when when the uh, the doctor apparently has taken the hand and he's gonna for some reason he's knocked out the girl and he's like I don't know if he was about to remove his hand as well so the hand can go to her. Wait, are you talking about the doctor like after the fact? Yeah, because like the, the cops uh, on the train. The the priest. Well, the priest busts in on on him and and the girl. Yeah, yeah, and then, then it goes to the 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 doctor and the doctor runs with it. Right. So yeah, it's but it's just it's it's one of those things where it's just a scenario of somebody having the hand power. Like there's no like exposition or anything like that. It's just one scene right after the other. Who has the hand? Demonic, demonic hand. Right. Yeah. yeah apparently, that's the only way they can save themselves from the hand is to cut it off. Apparently, but yeah, there's no set rules because some people don't or they get possessed by the hand. It's. It's a fun movie, man. This, I had a lot of fun with this. It's uh, it's, it never never really slows down. It's it's you know it's 1981. It feels almost closer to ni- a 1970s film a little bit, but um, um, yeah. It's also the director of uh, the Bees, which is also coming out from uh, screen. Uh, Attack of the Killer Bees. No, just the Bees. The Bees. Who's 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 releasing that? Vinegar Syndrome. I thought they were doing Attack of the Killer Bees. Um, I thought they were doing the Bees. No, wow. it's the same. It's the, the same director. I don't know. I don't know. Could be. I'm usually not wrong, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you know, funny. Well, funny there's so many bees. There's this. so many movies about bees. You know, there there's quite a few. Uh, funny funny story about this one. We're at the um. We're at the uh, convention, um, you know, I was walking around and, uh, you know, Vinegar Syndrome was like, you know, it's like, hey, have you seen the bootleggers around? I'm like, 
Like, yeah, they're like, hey, we we saw a demonoid on the bootleggers table. <laughs> so they went up to him and they're like, hey, man, it's like cool, cool DVD. He's like, yeah, thanks. He's like, what did you, what was the source material you used for that? And he's like, uh, VHS. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, we just, you know, restored it and like bought the rights and released it. So that's, you know, that's what we did. And the guy like slowly like picks it up and he's like, okay, I don't want any trouble. And he like, he, he tosses it in a box like underneath the table. Nice. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. By the way, you are right so, about but, the bees. It is the bees uh, 1978 that they are releasing. So sweet. That comes out soon. So yeah, they probably did a deal with the director or something like that. Totally probably owns the rights to both of his movies. So, um, yeah, cause they did like a new interview with, uh, the director on this, um, <clears throat> And everything like that. So, yeah, pretty uh, pretty sweet package. It's kind of like, but that's the one thing about Vinegar Syndrome is these three movies alone, like, feel like they should never be on Blu-ray. You know, <laughs> totally, it's, yeah, it's I, one of those things where Vinegar Syndrome does. It, so, it's just, but, I mean, yeah, these movies are kind of hard to find for the most yeah. part. Yeah. Noah, hi, buddy. You're silly. Hey, Dad. I, yeah. yeah, Noah, what's up? Like no, be careful. Don't wear mommy's high heels, please. He should review um, Nightmare <laughs> Weekend. All right, let's let's move along here. Um, but I I'm so glad I got these three movies, man. Because I was gonna kind of pick and choose like which one was I gonna get. And now that I've watched all three of them, like I couldn't imagine like not having these in my collection. Um, yeah, let's move into. Gonna do Nightmare Weekend or Frightmare? Nightmare Weekend. You are about to enter the 21st century of terror. Nightmare Weekend. A group of college students were invited to spend the pleasure weekend in a mansion, but instead experienced a Nightmare Weekend. Nightmare Weekend. The first high-tech terror film. Witness an experiment so frightening that it will never leave your mind. (laughs) Experience a lust for power so gruesome that you may lose your mind. When modern technology gets out of human control... The action never stops. Nightmare Weekend. It's the first high-tech terror film. Nightmare Weekend. The 21st century of terror. Read it off. Oh, man. Oh, man. Nightmare's my favorite. See, I think I, I just about had the opposite, but, um, you know, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. This yeah. this movie, nineteen eighty five, uh, directed by Henry Sala. It is this movie is incredible. This is like if a, that's what you want to call it. <laughs> it's just a, it's 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 definitely a, a what the fuck is going on in this movie release because I think to to like define really quickly like how batshit crazy this movie is. <laughs> The security system in the movie is ran by a puppet. <laughs> yes. A puppet. Like, it's like, 
a nightmare gone bad. And it's not really explained because in the first few minutes of the film, in the opening segment, all of a sudden you see these flashes of this puppet. And I was like, I had to like look at the cover to be like, am I watching the right thing? Like, did they splice in like some Sesame Street nightmare, you know, uh, drug induced nightmare into this film? But yeah, it's the operating system is a puppet. But the best part is, like, the only backstory you get with the puppet, really, is that when she's talking to her, her dad, and she's like, you patent 200 things. 212, actually. <laughs> and it's like, wait, do you make all this shit? And it's like, yeah. And, dude, just that car sequence when she gets the when she's playing that, she's so she's playing this video game, you know, some you know eight bit video game or whatever. And for some reason, the computer can also, when it's a certain thing is left on, it can control outside things. So all of a sudden, she's controlling this woman's car, who seems to just kind of shrug it off. You know. Yeah, it's it's. She almost dies via remote control car by this computer. And she just kind of gets out and kind of just shrugs her shoulders and moves on. But this is, I, this plot, plot, if that's what you want to call it, is all over the place. So you have so many things going on. So you got this really crazy OS, puppet OS. You got this really, who's who's telepathic, by the way. Right. Telepathic has a connection with this girl, this young, innocent girl. Her Her dad's this weird inventor type guy. Is this what they thought the computers were going to be like in 1985? Me, I guess. I because guess. Because it's like this like fucking computer scientist like has all this shit and it's just like like it's like somebody really liked Terminator. <laughs> and what even Terminator has better computer technology, you know? <laughs> well, I know it's like, like it's because it's like well, well they're made to the program is made to take the personality of bad people and change it. Is what you would yeah, say? Yeah, so, so that's the setup is this – he, he, that's what this scientist guy or whatever has been working on, some some sort of behavior yeah. modification thing. This other woman is kind of – it seems like a business partner. She wants she wants to move the trials along into human testing. With the women, with, with the girls. So they basically invite these girls to come stay yes. at the mansion and, and therefore – Come stay at the mansion. And therefore they would somehow, you know, without the girls' knowledge, test – this somehow this behavior modification thing and um on the way they keep stopping in at this bar lots of sex by the way ton of sex in this film this was was a lot of sex it felt like a skinamax (laughs) noah what's up he heard sex he He heard it yeah yeah what you talking about he's uh he's gonna watch his ipad but all this, all the sex sequences in this Dude. movie are so fucking funny. I was watching this over my lunch today, finishing it up, and my wife is in in the other room working out, and I, and I like praying that she does not walk in because these are like extended Skin and Max love scenes. You know, just well, they just like, they go on forever, and it seems that it's all improv with dialogue because there's even that one sequence where he's like. He's like, you really liked it, didn't you? Yes, you give me everything I need. Oh man, you're great. And it's <laughs> you're like, great. what? 
Like, you just boned, and this is the conversation you're having, but you're still, like, kind of dressed? And there's a, and one of the first boning sequences is, like, they're all, like, parked along the side of the road, and the guy has a friend slash the limo tires so they can stop, and him and the girl just go at it in the back of the car, the limo, and windows down and everything, and everyone just kind of shrugs it off. Meanwhile, this guy with... Uh, a Walkman tucked into his the front of his pants is just yep. dancing like a maniac pretty much the whole movie. Walkman guy. I don't even know his name. Walkman guy? I, I don't know, <laughs> but the one thing is is funny in this is that um uh the only like bigger star is uh Dale Midkiff, who uh he's been on a lot of TV, but he's the dad in Pet Cemetery. You know what I'm talking about? I, I I couldn't place any any of the actors in in this one. Oh, I, I don't know. Well, he's he's done a, he's done a lot of TV, but he's um, he was in um, I know he's in Route like six hundred six Route six six six. But yeah, he's he's the dad in Pet Cemetery. Okay, I, Pet Cemetery is not that great of a movie, but he's in it. But anyways, I think this was probably one of his first movies. That's the only recognizable person I I could remember. Yeah, I, this this is one of those films I think that has to be seen to believe. I mean, you, you, you can hear us talking about it and everything, but it's it's. I would recommend this movie pretty much to anyone who loves anything batshit crazy. Um, and but it's it's so, it's but it, it's not a it's not a necessarily a bad. It's bad, but it's super enjoyable. As yeah, opposed no, to some other movies a, that are weird. It's just a weird movie. I, like. I think just the weirdness of it and how many different directions this plot goes. <laughs> well, it was also distributed by Troma. Okay, back. okay. I, I, I don't think it, I think it's one of those things where it's not Troma made, but you know, Troma back in the day. You know, when they were a very, you know, a very successful company, they bought a lot of movies um, and the and the rights to them. And then they released them over time, which was a common misconception of it being a Trova movie. And it really, truly isn't, you know. Um, yeah. You know, m- most of the films that they bought were like, you know, French made or Canadian made that, you know, made its way over here eventually. And they bought the rights. So this is one of these things where it's never had really a good release, um, mainly because trauma DVDs suck, <laughs> um, because all they use is VHS transfers, mm-hmm. and they only like sometimes use VHS transfers for their Blu-rays. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think it's definitely one of those. I mean, it fits that mentality of like kind of trauma's like you know outlook. It's just not as you know, because every time I think of trauma, I think of sperm. I think of <laughs> I think of sperm. Well, you think sperm of like green, blood. green ooze and toxic, yeah. toxic Avenger. Yeah. So like, it's not like that. It's just no. like everything is mixed in this movie. It's a like, it's a smorgasbord. Sex, horror, technology, comedy. You know, it's just all mixed into this weird technology. You know, gone wrong horror film. <laughs> which yeah it's it it's kind of remarkable how it this really got made in a way that this script was that somebody read it and was like man this is this is really good 
I have a feeling it was supposed to be a porno. Just from just from the amount of these sex really? scenes. Cuz they go like there's one where it feels like is your cuz she she the, the girl is fully nude down on the ground and it's she's on her knees and it's like I felt like if this was a porno you would zoom up and pan up and there you go let's let's go to town to do this. You know, I, I mean, it, there, it felt a, it, it just had of... that vibe, you know, where this could have totally uh, been a porno at one time, and maybe they they cut it down, you know, cut it down to to get a, a bigger release. I don't know, no, not cut it down, but I mean, cut the script down. Like I had this had to have been in somebody's uh, smut well, script collection it's somewhere. A, it's a, I don't, I don't know. It's it's <laughs> it's a French. It's 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 made by French people. <laughs> well, that that explains it right there. Well, no, I think I think that's that's where it comes across is that this would be normal in France, and then Americans would be like, "Man, there's a lot of sex in this movie," but nudity was something that was embraced. It was like watching like kind of a you know maybe if Tinto Brass made a horror film about technology, <laughs> yes, yeah. When he totally. was like fifteen, it, this is probably what it would yeah, because it doesn't go the full on Tinto Brass. But it's yeah. it's close. Like it definitely has that feel because the, the scenes just they just go on for just that tad, you know, a, a, a minute or two longer than they should. Yeah, you know, and with with the after like, it, and there's at one point I'm like, how many sex scenes are going to fit in this last thirty minutes? You know, because it, it seemed like they were just dragging on. But it could have been because I was just hoping my wife wouldn't walk in the room <laughs> at some of these points. Well, who's the director? Let's see what else he's uh, done. Henry Sala. That's not doesn't sound like a real name. Um, see if he's done <laughs> porno in France because that could uh, be it. Select Pornographique, nineteen eighty two. Is say adult on IMDb? Yep, sex hardcore. Well, there you go. He, <laughs> he's a porno director that wanted to make. Well, I mean, because dude, that's what a lot of these people did. You know, uh, yeah. a, a lot of a lot of. Uh, Horror film directors ended up directing gay porno or just straight porno. Some a lot of them are gay porno, which is you know kind of the norm. Um, so then they they branch out. But I, I think that's I think that goes hand in hand with what we were talking about um, last week with mm-hmm. Mark and Josh. You know, with with the the gay community being so uh, you know especially gay men uh, loving horror so much, maybe that's kind of. That same crossover, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this looks like his only non French film as well. So he stopped his last credit on IMDb anyway. I mean, this could be an assumed name for sure. But yeah, but I'm just saying, like, so most of his filmography beforehand was, was porno. So that explains kind of why there's so much, like, almost needless. Trust me, I do need it in the movies. But so much needless scenes of sex and just kind of drawn out, and some of it is really steamy. It's really close up. It's not shot well, yeah, like that's, a, that's, like a, like a horror film sex scene. It's shot problem. like kinda, a it's shot to, like a porno, and you get a half chub. Uh, I was about to say that that's another reason. Yeah, half chub shot, half chub totally. Get that half chub totally, and I'm not even going to pretend I didn't. Don't even pretend it because nope. I felt it. I had. I mean, to, like, uh, I felt it in my heart that you had a chub <laughs> in L.A. or California, wherever you live. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But a nightmare weekend is something that you all need to experience, for sure. Um, I was worried. I, what was that other film? Was it? What's the film with the worms? The worm farmers. Squirm. No, with the worm farmers, vinegar syndrome put out. 
Oh, Runaway Nightmare? <laughs> runaway Nightmare. I was hoping this wouldn't be another Runaway Nightmare. You gotta give that movie a chance again. That movie's <laughs> awesome. Well, no, that movie's hilarious, but I mean, I would prefer Nightmare Weekend over Runaway Nightmare, hands down. Because there's a little more entertainment value in, in Nightmare Weekend, just because it's just so crazy. I pick Runaway Nightmare because this has definitely been on DVD and VHS for a while. Okay. Runaway Nightmare was kind of lost. Well, that that thing is is is, is its own magical thing as well. Yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, man, with these titles, Vinegar Syndrome's hitting it out of the park. Um, so let's let's move along to Frightmare. Boris Karloff, Bela Lugosi, Lon Chaney, and Conrad Ragnarsson. All stars who lived and died, but only one came back. Let's steal his corpse. Hey, let's take the body back and show it to the girls. Conrad, I always wanted to be your bride. Where did you go? Into darkness, then into flames. Then I came back. You brought me back. Yeah, this was a 1981. Uh, yeah, so I was super stoked about this one. Um, I wasn't a fan of uh, either artwork on either side because the yeah. artwork that I'm so familiar with is that fucking knife through the. Yeah, skull. why? Why didn't they use that artwork? Was it so a right good? Because that's like I, that artwork is totally awesome. Yeah, I don't know, but this movie is like this movie is a calling card for every horror fan out there. Like, this is the perfect movie for every horror movie fan. Um, this is also known as the Horror Star. It's about this group of kids that have this uh, horror, horror film society um, group at, at school. And, of course, they sit around and want, you know, enjoy horror films. You don't see any, but that's obviously the exposition. Well, of the they story. had posters everywhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's. You, they you had get, a lot of you cool get the posters. Idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have this um, this uh, actor whose uh, name in the film is Conrad Radsoff, who is very much like a Christopher Lee, mm-hmm. Vincent Price uh, character. Actually, the footage that they use of him, um, because there's clips of the actor when he was a lot younger in movies, but it's actually footage of Christopher Lee. Oh, is the it? Guy, yeah, the guy looks like Christopher yeah, Lee. Yeah, that's amazing. So it was kind of sucks that they couldn't actually. They probably really did try to get Christopher Lee for the movie because that's that's who this guy's portraying. It totally feels like a Christopher yeah. Lee performance. So yeah, it, you know, a very abstract, very uh, fun. And this guy that plays this movie though is just he's so great because you could just like it. It, it truly felt like he loved playing that character, very much like um, 
in in um, in Fright Night, uh, Roddy McDowell's character. Mm-hmm. Like he he's just really churning it out. Like he's really enjoying every moment he's on screen. So he's this, um, you know, one of the biggest names uh, in the past few decades of horror films. He's, uh, you know, elderly now, probably like in his seventies. And after his last movie, he 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 passes from, um, I guess, a heart attack. Well, he he had this whole plan where he wanted to. He knew he was getting old, and he wanted to kind of either go out in style or trick everyone and kind of retire. Like he was, he wanted to kind of fake his death in a way so he hires this director guy or his director is gonna is gonna i guess he's telling this director give me a good performance or give me a a good burial or whatever and he but then he pretends to die and lays there and then meanwhile the director starts spouting off all this crap about how how horrible of an actor he is or how much he hates him and everything and then this the actors this guy's um eyes open and he kills this director and but we've already seen the opening scene is basically him shoving some extra or some gaffer or yeah, something yeah yeah he, he's, so he's he's obviously yeah you know, he has he some enjoys issues killing people so so but then so now so here i'm thinking oh he, it's he's gonna fake his death but then he actually really does die and yeah well he's like into like kind of black magic yeah. and shit anyway so he he has this plan to rise from the grave okay. to begin with so but in but in this horror film society that these people that really love this guy as a what really weird prank they um <laughs> they steal his corpse from from his from this mausoleum and take him home and have dinner with his corpse and party. Yeah, make um, out with his corpse. Right. Yeah, so, you know, the night goes on, and they have some fun, and they put him up in the coffin, and then uh, his wife notices, you know, is obviously it's known to her that his corpse is missing. Right. So she goes to kind of a um, fortune teller, who plays a fucking killer performance. Her eyes so are the creepiest awesome. fucking thing. Like I was watching, I was like, man, this woman needs to be in more movies because she is fucking terrifying. Um, so anyways, uh, rises from the grave. And, you know, it, it's funny because it starts off kind of like this old, like 40s, 50s, like, you know, hammer, heavy fog movie. But then... Once he resurrects, it becomes like the supernatural slasher of the 80s, (laughs) which I thought it was a good – I think it's a really cool blend of two different like eras of filmmaking. Like, you know, it doesn't feel like it's from – you know, even the cinematography of like how how it's lit and, you know, it's just that mist and fog that's all through those scenes. Yeah. I I just – I think think it's a great – I think it's a great setup. And once he comes back, I mean, you have this this old man as a ghost that is fucking slaughtering these kids, which which is uh, which is a lot of fun. It, it so. feels like kind of like like Scream, and then like um, uh, he knows he knows you're alone. It, it feels that there's a meta aspect to this film as well. Yeah, you know, totally, like there, it's totally. definitely poking fun at the horror genre in a way, which which you know having these you know, these kids that are horror fans in the film, like, um, it, it, so it's operating on this other meta aspect to it. And even to the point where these, these kids, like they have all these opportunities to get away from him 
you know, but they just hang around. <laughs> it's like they're just waiting to be killed. Why wouldn't you want to hang out with your favorite horse? I, I don't know. Like they just sit there and watch him come towards them and they scream. It's like, dude, keep on running. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that most notable, I think, when uh, Jeffrey Combs, when he when he meets his his fate, you know, that that guy could have gotten away uh, so many times. But um, was this one of oh, Jeffrey Combs first first films? Um, he's pretty yeah, young he's in very, this. He's very, very young. His his death though is fucking epic as shit though. <laughs> yeah. It's really fucking good. But yeah. um, you know another another thing which I, I want to point out to people because they they wouldn't they really wouldn't know is um I tend I actually forgot about it until I saw the name pop up. But there's uh, one of the the lead actor really. Um, I, I forget his name in the in the film, but his uh, real name is like Luca, like Burkanovicki or yeah. something like that. Well, Luca he's like the Burkovicki. Yeah, he's like the director of Ghoulies. Oh, really? And, and shit. Yeah, he's he's basically he's just a young kid. Yeah. But um, oh, okay, yeah, he, yeah. He, he did uh, he did Rockula. He did um, uh, he did this fucking crazy ass movie called The Granny. Um, but anyways, he, he's, he's also a big, you know, a bigger actor, you know, in the, um, he put, I think, I don't know if he plays in Ghoulies though. I don't think he is in Ghoulies, but he plays in a lot of, um, Dude, he directed films. Ghoulies. That's awesome. Yeah. He directed Ghoulies. Uh, he's in, uh, Scorpion release it. He's in space Raiders. Um, okay. so he's, a, he's a, he's a familiar face. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is a lot of fun. Cause you know, you get to, you get to watch, because obviously that like that character he's playing himself more than likely, which is what roundabout I'm trying to get at. Because mm. I mean, this the young kid that loves horror films. He's directed horror films. He's in horror films. He writes horror films. You know, so it almost feels like I think that's why the film feels so close to home. Is that it feels like a film that I would have wrote when I was like 15. You know, I, I think there's just a lot of cool aspects. I mean, there's all also those posters and they don't talk about horror films all that much because it, it, it's also very funny that you mentioned the meta thing, meta thing, because there's also that sense of like, they're all sitting on the stairs and be like, have you seen him? No, you should go down to the basement. I'm not going to the basement. I'll go to the basement. It's like, if you guys, you have horror film posters next to you right now <laughs> like aren't any of you gonna just say look guys this happens in the movies right yeah like, yeah yeah you're just expecting it but they never want to cross that line because they really don't talk about horror films but it's also like you dumb shits like if you love horror films so much why the hell are you staying in the house well like, that's exactly what i'm saying is like yeah. they should have known better in so many of these in- instances here it's pretty funny <laughs> Yeah, I thought uh, – I don't know if it's because I was tired or whatever, but I was watching all three of these films. But this this one out of these three dragged in the second half more oh, than the other so? ones for me. Just for me. I don't know if it's just because it was so late. But, I but don't know. Dude, I, I think the setup and the buildup to the film was a lot of fun yeah. because – I mean I, I guess they drag out the kills. But well, that's I think what I'm that's, saying. I'm like, I think that's more fun of kind of this Christopher Lee-esque character yeah. of – kind of just how creepy is and he's actually very very good and he and he plays the role really well so that's what i'm saying like watch it's it's a very enjoyable film on the line of being a horror fan i think there's that extra there's it's an extra umph in it in it for yeah. me like you know i can i can relate I, that's why i've always kind of liked the film and 
watching it again, you know, I haven't watched it in a little while, you know, maybe a couple years. And this film has always looked really, really terrible on, uh, on VHS. And this is another, uh, film that Troma picked up, um, and gave the worst, just look at the fucking cover art <laughs> for Frightmare on DVD by yeah. Troma. The fucking worst. <laughs> so anyways, um, you know, it's never really had a good release and, and the film is very kind of, because of the cinematography, it is kind of blurry. You know, it's, it's very yeah, it worn like soft, down. It has a soft it, feel. Yeah. Yeah. So like, this transfer is definitely one of uh, the selling points and high points for uh, for this film. And just a great fucking like tr- uh, three movies, you know, a triple a triple feature. I think that this would be like perfect for any like hardcore uh, horror fan that likes weird shit. Oh, this would be uh, this would be a great like show these three have like a triple feature with a bunch of friends over and some drinks. Like yeah. th- these are party movies. Like all three of them. There's, there's yeah. Maybe start off right. with horror, horror show, then get up to demonoid and then end with nightmare weekend. Yeah. Close it out with nightmare weekend. Cause that thing that you yeah. are going to have more friends than you could ever imagine. <laughs> and you also might get laid because by the end of the night, if whatever girls are in the room watching Nightmare Weekend, totally. Everybody's going to get horny. Totally. Just saying. <laughs> um I know that uh that Demonoid and Frightmare have new 2K scans and they're rest- restored. Um I'm not sure about Nightmare Weekend. I don't see anything on the box about it being restored by them. It says it is fully uncut and wide, you know, on widescreen for the first time, but do you know do you know in talking to them if all three of these were restored by them or um, I'm on the first nightmare I weekend. I didn't know about Nightmare Weekend. I mean it definitely looks good, but yeah. um I know it's a film that has really looked awful through the time, so here let me let me pick it up. Here. It doesn't say on the on the box. The other two it says two new two two K scans. It it doesn't on this one, but it does not say. Well, it does say actually. It says here, long available only in low quality transfers of the rated R yeah. version. Yeah, um, this is uncut and widescreen for Blu-ray. So I don't know. I mean, that's that's something to definitely. I mean, this is by far one of the better ones that looked up. But they very they sport the two K four K scan a lot. So being that they didn't put it on there, I wonder what um, wonder what. Uh, what they used. Yeah, I mean, it, it, for what it is, man, it looks it looks damn good. And that's, that's the thing, like, <clears throat> all three of these look way better than they should, you know? I mean, like you said, like, Frightmare's a little bit soft, but I think that's just because the, the film stock they used. Like, I don't think there's anything... Whoa, no, are you okay? No, it's, uh, it's a restored <laughs> in 2K from the 35-millimeter inter-negative. Okay. So, well, Hold um, on. Noah, what are you asking for? No, what's up? What are you saying, bro? You want what? He wants baby cakes. Hold on, Brad. Don't talk. What do you want, Noah? Do you have pancakes? Pancakes. <laughs> it's seven fifteen of the evening, and he's asking for pancakes. pancakes. We don't have pancakes, buddy. Oh, uh, you're you're a liar, Sean. Uh, they're in the box. I gotta whip them up and cook and cook. Do you want me to take a break from the show and feed my son pancakes? This kid is eating so much food tonight. He shouldn't be hungry. He's going to make big poops, dude. <laughs> so, <clears throat> anyway. So this is restored from the 2K inter-negative. Okay. So, um, okay. 
It's weird that they didn't put it on there because they definitely uh, wanted to put uh, the original theatrical trailers. Which, which is kind of weird they didn't put the about the 2K scan on there. Huh. Vinegar Syndrome, you might want to think about that. That's the <laughs> selling point. <laughs> this is this is almost like the back of uh here i'm gonna crack on vinegar syndrome for a second because i always <laughs> suck their dicks <laughs> like the old dvds interactive menu <laughs> tv interactive spots menu. uh the dvd movie. dvd rom <laughs> script <laughs> it's like original theatrical trailers he really gives a shit put that on exploitation tv and like tell us what kind of scan it is yeah, it's even on the other side it doesn't say like what the fuck it yeah. doesn't say anything it just says thank god it's monday and then killer weekend with the interview with uh, the producer alternate r-rated cuts which is i guess important english subtitles what the fuck is wrong with you guys like fucking 2k scan that shit so, but anyways, uh, yeah, all are scanned um, from uh, from uh, either the negative or the yeah original two of the original one from a thirty five millimeter negative, one from original negative, and then one from the editor negative. Yeah. So I mean, all top notch work. I mean, if you have any idea who Vinegar Syndrome is, and you've picked up any of their Blu rays. Uh, this will, I mean, you already know kind of what you're getting into and I just, and that's the cool part. Yeah. They might not be great movies by any means, but it's so cool to pick these up and think like, if you would have told me that I would be holding Frightmare on Blu-ray, that wasn't a trauma, uh, DVD repackaged for a Blu-ray, I would have never, never believed you. So in Runaway Nightmare, come on. It's just a great, it's just a great, you know, group, group of, uh, horror films. And hopefully they, they keep turning these out because this is the type of shit that I really like. And I think is a lot more fun and easy to watch and just really laid back. It's just a really fun time. Hold on one sec. He wants pancakes. Now he wants lemonade, but he can't have lemonade. Why? Because why? He only wants one lemonade. Noah, go ask mommy. Go, go ask mommy. She, he knows she's gonna say no. <laughs> I, I know. God, you're making her the bad guy. I'm trying to do this uh, podcast. Oh, you gotta leave all this in. This is, just, <laughs> this is this is what we go through when we record. So people maybe be like, man. Sean and Brad really work hard <laughs> yeah, for we'll us leave, to listen to their bullshit. We'll leave this in. Fuck it. Um, so when when I when I I got these three films as a part of the uh, when I paid a hundred dollars to for the exploitation TV. Yeah, uh, that, and th- these also came with the the Executioner Part Two, and then Murderous Intent and Fright House. So I haven't dug the into Frozen those. Scream. And Frozen Scream. I haven't dug into those yet, I, but I think um, I will be digging into these very soon. So I'll be definitely going to be talking about those in the next few yeah. weeks. Yeah. Now I know I know you can get Executioner Part Two and Frozen Scream on DVD. Right. Yeah. The, the Blu-ray what, was limited. Yeah. The Blu-ray was limited, um, which is really cool because they actually numbered how many they sold <laughs> or how many they made. Because um, I think it's like five hundred. Yeah. Five fifty. And then five sixty for uh, for the DVD. As far as I know, the DVD is not. That's like a one time deal. Oh yeah, this um, the murderous intent in Fright House. Yeah. 
So uh, I want to throw those on eBay and make billions of dollars. Dude, you gotta see Murder of the Emerald Seas, how much it's worth now. God damn it. That, that's the one frustrating thing about Limited. Um, anyway, but, but dude, like, movies like this, like this, uh, having Raw Force on Blu-ray, I mean, just this little kind of weird group of films yeah. that, that they've put out is just so awesome to have in my collection. And, and like, these are the types of movies that I want to start collecting. We've, We've you and I have talked about kind of moving our collections partly digital and things like that, things like that. But but um, you know what's something really cool? This is um, what's really cool about uh, Vinegar Syndrome is they told me this story when I was at Spooky Empire during the Black Friday sale. It was kind of a mess for them because their website shut down. You know, too many people on it that that shut down. Um, but the one thing that they said that really, really, like, really stuck with me, and they said it, br- like, really quickly, like, they just skimmed over it, like, oh, that's what we do. I don't know if anybody else would do this, is that they were selling Murder on the Emerald Seas on their site. And if anybody knows the Murder on the Emerald Seas DVD, I think there was only 500 made, uh, 500 made, and it was only for Cinema Wasteland. So it was kind of a a tougher title to get. They were only selling it there and the remaining uh, DVDs would be sold online. Um, they over oversold uh, murder on the Emerald seeds by three copies. <laughs> so those motherfuckers took their own personal copies and sent them out. Wow. Like they literally do not own their own movie on DVD because they gave it to the people that bought it on that day. That. I don't know, that would be a tough choice for me. I know, that's what I'm oh. saying, but it's a tough choice, but like... <laughs> that's awesome. Like how? I mean, obviously they have the print, they can watch it whenever they want, and they obviously have a digital copy of it from from the scan. It, but, is uh, is know, that one up on on uh, Exploitation TV? I think so, yeah. Okay. So you can still watch it, I mean, it's the whole physical media, like, let me have it now. Yeah. Uh, Murder on Emerald Seas is a sexploitation movie with a killer clown on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> it's really insane. Like, it's an insane movie, and it's so much fun. Um, but yeah, definitely something you can uh, really uh, look up and enjoy. I, I, I think it's on Exploitation TV, which is funny because not all their films, like you really have to pay attention because the Exploitation TV, I don't know if people are going to think, oh, I'm just going to watch that now. A lot of their films won't be on there. Well, I shouldn't say a lot, but some of their films will not be ever ever be on Exploitation TV due to rights issues. Mm-hmm. So like, if you're thinking about watching The American Dreamer on Exploitation TV, you'll never see it on there. Oh, that, that didn't make it on there, huh? No, no. Yeah, and and I know we had some people asking about that. Dude, I fucking like sold three of those copies at fucking Spooky. I sold that shit so hardcore. <laughs> it's awesome. It, people need to own. Dude, that. it's like it's literally probably the best thing I've seen this year. That's uh, that's old, like an older film, like New Discoveries. It's by far my number one. Yeah, like I love every second of that fucking thing, and um, it, they're very proud of it too, which is which is really cool. Um, but such a really bizarro batshit fucking documentary so american dreamer isn't on there but um that other one we covered um some call love some call love that one is on there yeah so nice. cool nightmare weekend cool. is on exploitation tv nice nice 
Um, I know, I know that because I was at lunch. I couldn't. I had to watch it uh, on my digital device as opposed to. Cause yeah. I didn't want my little guy seeing uh, boobies. <laughs> so I went to exploitation TV to finish it, which which is yeah. nice. I like having the combination, you know. I like having your combination. Ooh, yeah. All right, cool. So these yes. three titles uh, come highly recommended for sure. Brown. Let's jump in to our two segments that we didn't get to yes. last week. Yes. <laughs> Let's start out with our stream screams. Yeah. Nate, wake up. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. Don't fucking scream at me. Scream or break your neck. Don't scream, miss. Don't scream. All right. Um, I thought that I had seen that today we're, for screen, stream screams, we were talking Ghost in the Machine. car accident may have been the killer they've been hunting for the last three years five seconds the total scan what is it this storm keeps surging the power we're losing him he's dying last night a killer died where the hell did that go his body was laid to rest but his soul that's impossible. Has come online. This is gonna be fun, Terry. Who is this? I'm killing your friends. Looks like there was someone else in there with us. The killer died in this hospital. And it was plugged into your computer. And I yep. thought that I had seen this film, but I think that I got it confused with uh, the 13th floor. <laughs> 13th floor there's another movie called like machine and the ghost or some stupid shit like that so that yeah that could uh, be, yeah uh, there's another one called ghost in the machine wait yeah i don't know man but um i thought that i'd seen it but i i hadn't and this one is we it's available on on voodoo to buy it i think it's like 13 bucks but you can rent it in, in hd which hd is, though which is fine. fucking h ghost in the machine is on hd that's what you really <laughs> have to factor in here because fucking Ghost in the Machine was a movie that I saw, I mean, I was like 10 or so, and this movie just fucking blew me away. It's about a um, about a, a computer technician who is a serial killer who um, kills people by their uh, – he's known as like that. Address book killer. The, the book, yeah, the address. Mm-hmm. I was going to say um, telephone book killer. But yeah, the um, – Address book killer who um, he uh, I'm trying not to give it. I mean he obviously well, he, steal, he steals people's addresses book address yeah. books or finds them and he starts going down them and just kind of whatever names he finds in order just starts knocking people off. Yeah. Well, he dies. <laughs> he gets uh, transformed into uh, electrical energy and he becomes a killer through electricity and through machine. dial up. Yeah, through the dial up. <laughs> yeah. So it's just I, I don't know. It's always been a film that I've always kind of been attached to, mainly because it was it's more nostalgia for me. But also watching it again, and I haven't seen it in you know I don't know uh, 
a few years, I would say, at least 10 years I haven't seen this movie. And, and watching it again, it's, it still holds up. I mean, it has its quirkiness with the special effects, you know, because it's like 93. It's just kind of getting into, you know, computer effects. So, yeah, a lot of it looks cheesy. But for the most part, like, it, it's, it is very suspenseful, I think. And it's got a, you know, a great cast between Karen Allen and uh, Jessica uh, Jessica Walter, and then um, the one the one kid from People Under the Stairs. I can't remember his uh, name. <laughs> oh man, he's a kid. <laughs> no, what's what's the little what's, kid? Uh, is it Will Horniff? Will Horniff? Josh? Uh, Josh? No, that's not his name. That's the kid, right? I'm talking about the kid from People Under the Stairs, the black cat, the black kid. Oh, oh, oh. well, the the main kid in this one is Will Horniff, who's in the Sandlot. I don't need that information. Uh, Brandon Adams, Brandon Quentin Adams, Fraser, Brandon Adams. Please, there Fraser. you go. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, just it's got a decent cast, and that babysitter, Jesus, <laughs> she's so fucking cute. That was like a high highlight. Of my of my day was watching this movie and watching the babysitter sequence. Dude, that that scene is awesome, and it totally took me back to being that age. Where yeah, you, you always just wish you had that one hot babysitter, and you always would wish that you can get that sort of a uh, little, you know, negotiate. You can ne- negotiate those sort of terms, babysitter striptease. Yeah, yeah, but, that I seems mean, great. Also has some really like terrifying sequences, like the like the pool. Like yes. The, oh the man, tarp. dude! Yeah. Like that. Like that actually traumatized me as a kid because we would have this like roll over tarp. Like it wasn't a machine, but it, you know we would just get in the pool and we would flip it. Number one, I was scared that I was going to drown. Uh, like I was going to fall into it, and it would just like cover me. And the other part was like flipping it over. What's under the pool? You know, because we would get in the pool and start grabbing it and then slowly roll it over while we're in the pool to the other side. Yeah. And fucking a few times there is a fucking lizard or a fucking roach or, (laughs) you know, a fucking dead body that just popped out of nowhere that scared the shit out of me. So I I don't know. And just seeing that come to you and you can't really get away from it. And, you know, I always say I'm thinking of double features. Perfect fucking double features, um, Lawnmower Man and Ghost. Of the yes, Machine. hell yes. Such like, a this good totally double feels like this. Totally, feels it feels like, like a Lawnmower, lawnmower Man yeah. spinoff. Yeah, is, totally. Is what it does. So, um, but such a you know such a great film, and also Shocker would be another another yeah, good. Um, definitely uh, do a, do a triple feature. Throw Shocker in there. Yeah, and it's just like I don't know. It's just one of those like kind of thrilling movies of, uh, of the nineties. And watching again recently, it, it was it's like man, this movie really does hold up. And I also want to focus on because um, I'll be writing an article. Uh, hopefully, it'll be um, later this week that it will hit. But this is also directed by a female, oh. by the way, by a lady who also directed uh, Tank Girl and Freddy's Dead, one of the uh, Nightmare oh, no Elm sequels. Yeah, so like this this lady uh, Rachel Talladay, something like that. Taladay, Talele, something like that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. I can. I'm not even. It looks like Talele, Rachel Talele. 
Is it Talele? Yeah. Rachel Talele. Rachel Talele. So anyways, yeah, fucking Ghost in the Machine, Tank Girl, and Freddy's Dead. Like, how much of a resume do you fucking need for that? that that's, that's all I need. Jesus. Like, here you go. You get to direct anything you want now. <laughs> so, um, sadly enough, she didn't do a lot. You know, she got into television. She really didn't go back into horror. Um, she just had this, like, I mean, those three films. I mean, Freddy's Dead, uh, other than – because. I think Nightmare on the Street, then Dream Warriors, and then Freddy's Dead. Those are my three favorite. Um, yeah, a lot of people Nightmare hated Freddy's Dead, but I, I, I really, I actually had fun with that. Yeah, I think that one got a lot of shit. Oh, I, but, I actually liked that one quite a bit. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, but, a, I'm a fan of it. I mean, yeah, but th- this movie alone, I, I think it, I think it really stands out for when you know, uh, you know, females direct uh, direct horror films. Because uh, it's one of those things where, you know, we're so into the now where um, there's a large group of males that are like, you know, this is our thing. You know, females can't like it, which I think is kind of the most ridiculous response ever because I think it's just super hot when, you know, girls are really into horror films. You know, mm-hmm. when you, ha- you hear BJ talk about, you know, horror films, she becomes like, you know, even more attractive than she already is. <laughs> You know, so it's just, you know, a, a really, you know, a really cool thing. And, you know, we're kind of getting into the point now where we're paying attention to like Jessica Cameron, Justin Risk. We're paying attention to female directors, you know, like uh, Jennifer Kent from the Babadook, uh, you know, the Saska twins, uh, Karen uh, Kusama, who, you know, did Girl Fight. And now, you know, she did the imitation. Now she's doing the, you know, the... Uh, uh, XX, uh, anath- the female horror anthology, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, Alexa Carolyn, who's also directing horror films now. So, you know, we're so used to that and we're like, you know, it's something to also pinpoint. It's like, Hey, you know, a female directed that, you know, a woman directed that movie. I think that's something to say like, Oh yeah, that's awesome. You know, cause you just don't expect it because we're, you know, the, the horror industry is just so saturated and so male dominated. I think we need to, you know, point out when um, a female has uh, taken charge and done something. Yeah, well, but I, I think I, I think I think women can produce you know even more you know disturbing and hardcore horror films than than men can because if you if you just think about like the body horror that a woman goes through in yeah, her lifetime, yeah. <laughs> you know, with if if a woman has kids or things like that, but just just. I mean, there's so much more a woman's body goes through than a, a man's that it's like I'm surprised there's not more like body horror type films, you know, yeah. directed well, by I mean, women because I mean, it's we, like we have, we have some, um, but yeah. not not a not a but lot. I mean, I mean, we had like American Mary, <clears throat> right? You know, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I feel like women have it in them based off, you know, just just what a, a woman goes through. Like they can really they can really t- turn in some. Uh, some uh, some fucked up shit, you know, yeah. and I, I I welcome it, you know. Yeah, and, and another thing we we're, we're very uh, aware of the females that are directing and writing and in, in, in films today. But one thing I, I really think we're forgetting is the films that were directed by women back in the day. Because mm-hmm. I think there's there's kind of this misconception of like all those movies were by males. And it's not. I mean, some of the like more notorious horror films out there are directed by women, which is really, really nice. like, you know, I think it's a breath of fresh air when you find, you know, not saying that 
you know, goes to the machine is, you know, oh my god, a woman. <laughs> it's, but, it's no classic, but, but it's but it's, there is like, fun. In Nightmare on Elm Street, like mm-hmm. one of the one of those sequels is directed by a, a, a woman. That's pretty fucking cool. You know, the Slumber Party Massacre movies were yeah. all directed by women. Yep. You know, Ravenous is directed by a woman. You know, holy it, shit, I didn't know that. Right? Yes, but see, that's like, your response right there. I think that's you know, and basically an all male cast. Yeah. And very like testosterone driven, like that's actually directed by a female. So I, I think I think it's a really fucking cool thing. So you know, it's it's I'm really excited about writing the article because I have a long list of you know a lot of research, and I was even surprised by a couple. I was like, man, I mean, I didn't know that, and that's really fucking cool. Awesome. So um, get into more detail with that. But back to Ghost in the Machine, Dude. definitely kind of a new wave of like, you know, technology, another movie, technology gone wrong, which we just talked about yeah. uh, American nightmare. Um, yeah, totally. Just a, just a really fun, like, you know, cause in the eighties we didn't know the turn that technology was going to take. So in the, when the nineties turn and all the new stuff was coming out, we didn't know what it was going to well, I think the internet was huge. And especially with, I mean, this, I'm trying to think. And then, when, we, had, then we had like Y2K that was happening. So that was another yeah. internet scare. Now we just don't even care. Yeah, we don't give a shit anymore. You know, it's like we embrace the new change and differences. But there was like those three like major scares mm-hmm. of like what is going to happen. Like, are we going to have like robots in our house giving a shit? You know, is fucking Skynet going to take over? <laughs> you know, is a serial killer going to be able to kill me through electricity like in Shocker? So. Yeah. What did, what did you think? Cause I, I think I'm trying to remember how old I was in, in 93. And I think around that time, it should I was, be that hard for you to figure out. Well, I was, I was in my rap phase, I think. And it was, <laughs> it brought me back, man, to, to when I was getting into rap at that age. I think I was about maybe the same age as that, as the kid, as the kids in it. But, um, but you know, he's rocking like public enemy. But then I look back and this is probably filmed, I'm imagining like in 1992, cause if it came out in 93. Yeah. So I'm looking at like the rap songs, like the Billboard charts for 1992. You got like that was the year like Crisscross Jump came out, <laughs> you know. Well, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, Gangstar, EPMD, Rex and Effect, Rump Shaker. So it's like all these. Like that was John like, Connor wears a Public Enemy shirt. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the, seeing this this kid, you know, this suburban white kid trying to embrace this rap persona, you know, is is uh, was kind of a lot of fun. And then. Uh, it, it it just took me back to me being some this Iowa kid trying to be in <laughs> to rap, you know. It's pretty hilarious. It hit, it hit a little too close to home. I had I I squirmed a few times. I was like, oh god, you know. Yeah. When, he, when he tries to hit on the, uh, the 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 girl, was he just trying to hit on the babysitter? Right. Oh, babysitters so cute. <laughs> oh, so many so many so many memories. Yeah, but uh, it's pretty good, man. I mean, and and they get the digital effects like they're for what they are. I think they work. Yeah, and they, um, they do. you know, but they're they're not that good. But then again, like they're not like Mortal Kombat bad, you know. And I I feel like Mortal Kombat too bad. <laughs> yeah, Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Original Mortal Kombat isn't that bad. Mortal <laughs> Kombat two is one of the worst things you've ever seen. <clears throat> I mean, they're pretty basic and rudimentary, but you know, I mean, it 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 works within the context of the film, and you know, I, I always love seeing Karen Allen on screen too. I think she's she's really fun to to have in the film. As well, but uh, I had a lot of fun with the man. I I, I ended up just buying it because I was like, I have no idea when the hell this will come out on Blu-ray. So I was like, well, I'll just Never. just just grab it because I'll definitely be rewatching this a few times for sure. 
I, yeah, I, I, I want to do a, a fun one. I would love to do a triple feature with, well, a double feature for sure with Lawnmower Man. And, uh, yeah. Shocker hey, if you like want to fun. push it, definitely Shocker is a triple. Oh, yeah. So, but anyways, awesome. yeah, pick it up. It's on Voodoo, uh, to rent or buy. It's in probably on. Yeah, so any, mind. anything that you can purchase if it links. The thing that I, why, why I like Voodoo is I know for sure that it syncs up with Ultraviolet. Like if you buy things in iTunes or through Amazon digitally, I'm not sure if they sync up with Ultraviolet or not. And I like yeah, the Ultraviolet don't. thing. Make sure it syncs up to every to any you know compatible type service. So that's right. why I always use Voodoo. All right, cool. Goes the machine. Um, let's move into our video. Oh my god. The key. We are last. Right where we ought to be. Video. Oh my god! Video, oh my god! Dude, this this is an epic show. The amount, the all these movies we're talking about, you guys, like yeah, and the movies we are talking about are like pretty much all great. The, yeah, but this really this, takes the cake. <laughs> <laughs> the new American hero. Go! John Stamos is Stargrove. Stargrove! Vanity is Donja. Gene Simmons is Ragnar. Yeah! Never too young to die. Rated R. Never too young to die. You mentioned you. Uh, uh, I know that Brian Sauer is on the show, and you were talking about it. Now, remember uh, looking up um, the actress. What's her name? Vanity. Vanity. And I remember seeing the scene <laughs> of John Stamos and Vanity on the on the deck of the house that they're staying oh, at. Oh God! It's such an awkward <laughs> scene. It's like two, like like you know. 10 year old i don't know how many apples he wastes too <laughs> he keeps grabbing apples taking a frustrated bite of the apple and then throwing the apple down yeah it's amazing but see i had no idea what kind of movie this was i thought this was just some weird like you know comedy or or you know with john stanwell i didn't realize that this was some pseudo action spy flick Oh, you dude. know, with John Stamos yeah, totally. and Vanity playing this kind of badass uh, spy chick, and 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 the violence that would uh, that would ensue. You know, I I was not prepared. I think for the awesomeness of Never Too Young to Die, but it's also very much like like it feels so adult, and it also feels like a little kid. Well, yeah, like that scene is like straight up written by like a fifteen year old just discovering chicks. But for then the you first have time. a transvestite. Um, yes. you know, lead Gene Simmons, oh Velvet, gosh. Velvet Von Ragnar. This could be my favorite Gene Simmons performance ever. Dude, it's, this is such, all right. So the premise of the film yeah, the is that we have the worst James Bond, uh, and one, the only, like the guy that played James Bond once, George Lazenby. Yes. Plays plays um, uh, Stargrove, who's uh, I forget his first name. So, anyways, Drew, Star, Drew, Drew Stargrove yeah. is a special, secret, top-notch, awesome agent, basically James Bond, and um, his uh, and he's and he's murdered. 
Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> I think that's a, I don't think that's a spoiler. That's the, that's the plot setup. So, so we have, um, you know, high school, which is somewhat college because they really never say he's in high school, but he's obviously in high school. But they try to make it like college because he has like a dorm, but he's obviously just rooming with a buddy. Yeah. Um, he is a gymnast <laughs> is what his uh, thing is. So but he finds out that his dad is a secret agent. So he um, teams up with uh, the secret his dad's sidekick, which is Vanity, to go after this Velvet Von Ragnar. Who's going to poison the water supply through a floppy disk? Of course. <laughs> which is, it's like the whole idea is to get this, like, how big are those floppy disks? Like, they're the big know. ones, like the old Oregon Trail floppy disks. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, one kilobyte is what's on there. Um, but this one disk they're going to put in this supercomputer <clears throat> to poison a water supply. So yeah. somehow, the disk this is the disk red herring can, of the film. This disc contains a virus on it to poison water. Um, I don't think is, people understood computers. Which is going, much. which is, mind you, is going to be uh, the person that needs it is Velvet Von Ragnar to give to Robert Unglund, who plays the computer expert. Oh, shit. I totally forgot Robert Unglund was in this. Robert Unglund is the computer guy. Oh, my gosh. But it's also kind of in this, like, pseudo-like apocalyptic world like everything is normal in his in lance's life and yeah. in stargrove his name stargrove and they have a theme song for stargrove, stargrove. <laughs> um so he goes to school has a normal life but on the side every time you see velvet von ragnar it's mad max shit total mad max it's like where is this coming from he has like Multiple layers, I feel like. Yeah, he has these layers, but in what <laughs> part of the world is this all happening? Uh, New York, man. Where else? <laughs> Where else does this happen? It's just, it's, it, it's like apocalyptic, and it's not, it's futuristic, and it's obviously, you know, weighed down by what we know of today. <sighs> but, and there's also some tit biting, which I won't get into, but there's some titty biting in this movie, and it is fucking great. Gene Simmons has tits <laughs> dude gene simmons <laughs> plays a like war like a transvestite no he's not transvestite. here he's a freaking hermaphrodite he's a hermaphrodite yeah no i thought he's no but anyways, total hermaphrodite so he's a hermaphrodite who dresses in high heels and stockings and does he's it very well by the way yeah a performer, singer, dancer, <laughs> warmonger. Multiple, yeah, multiple talents. Yeah. So not alone do we like to dress up in ladies' clothes and prance around and do these awesome songs, but we're also trying to poison the water supply and take over the world. Yes. So um, such a fucking batshit movie. But this it, needs like, – It's this, so fun. This needs a Blu-ray so, release. This needs to be readily accessible to but everyone. It's from front <laughs> – like from the very beginning to the very end, it's just nonstop laughter and just a good time. Oh yeah. And did we mention John Stamos? Is did we say that yet? Yes, we've said John Stamos. Oh, okay. John this is my Stamos favorite John Stamos is... role, actually. <laughs> like what else is there? Full house. <laughs> so John's he, oh, Lori Laughlin. He got to be with Lori Laughlin. 
I just think of like MB John Samuel so much. He had Vanity and Lori Loughlin. Oh, he's a good looking guy though. He is. He's a, he's a he's a good looking guy. I mean, this is like in his prime, you know. Damn him. Playing this, uh, you know, super super superhero gymnast. But that's the thing is, like, I'm a gymnast, but then all of a sudden, I'm really good at spy shit. Yeah, like all of a sudden, he like knows he, martial like arts. He inherits, like he uses like the gym, gymnastics part every now and then, but then he just becomes like this superhero. Yeah. Um, but the continuity is terrible. It is just uh, just a batshit crazy movie. Like, obviously. They pieced this together with what they could, but the editing-wise, whoever edited this movie, I think they knew what they were doing <laughs> because they just made it so much fun. The movie doesn't drag at all. No. You constantly laugh. It is such a fucking fun time. John Stamos is so charismatic and so likable. Vanity is beautiful. Um, you know, Gene Simmons plays a great villain. <laughs> Uh, the action is fantastic. It's brutal too, I and mean, people like fly and it gets, across the it room. It gets and, really brutal you know. at times, like when the bloodshed happens. That's what I'm saying. Like it feels like a rated R movie at one point, but then it also feels like a kids movie. It feels like Three Ninjas. <laughs> yeah. This is like Three Ninjas <laughs> meets Three Ninjas meets Road Warrior. Yes, that's the best way to explain this movie. <laughs> Fucking Three Ninjas meet Road Warrior, totally. Because like uh, you oh watch it and you're like, man, this is something I would watch when I was twelve. And then you're like, oh man, I would never watch this when I was twelve. It's too violent. Yeah, my parents wouldn't let me watch this. So, um, oh my god, is it, but it's another one of those movies that doesn't have a DVD release at all. It was released on VHS once by Charter. So, you know, I don't know how much the tape is. Um, who owns I think the it, rights to this thing? I don't I don't know whoever picked up Charter. I don't know who that is though. We need to We need to do some research people. We need to track track this thing down and I'll, we need to I'll look it up right now. We need to get uh I ain't scared, dude. I mean, ask me if I'm scared. We need to get somebody to release ask this. Me. Are you scared? No. Would Vinegar Syndrome t- touch a movie like this? It doesn't really touch uh by the horror stuff. Mean. No, they release they release anything that's weird. You know, if they release Raw Force, they would totally do this. Yeah, um, this all right. would be so a, let's, a, let's, let's see. Um, distributed by Paul Entertainment. <clears throat> um, I would guess that this is owned by probably the filmmakers, and then if the filmmakers are still alive, of course, owned by them. If not, their families. Hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, at not, least it's not friggin' Lionsgate. I don't think it's because the only the only company I know to ever release this movie is Charter Entertainment. Yeah. But I don't know. I can't remember seeing any titles that were on Charter's label that have ever made it to DVD or Blu-ray. Huh. This thing is um, th- this thing is ripe for rediscovery for a resurgence. I mean, it is so much fun, and it. I mean, I watched it on on YouTube, and I'm like. This would be a fun time if you if you had imagine even if you had a DVD quality transfer right like this thing yeah, it's would be fucking twenty five dollars. This Amazon. thing would would bring down the house if you were having friends over and oh uh, I've, a, I've showed a it to a, I've showed it to groups of people and oh it goes gosh. over very very well. It's just super super entertaining. It's another another uh, way to dis, uh, describe it is that you have kind of the writing of three ninjas with kind of the setup of Mad Max, but you have action 
spy stuff like uh Andy Sedaris movies. <laughs> so it's 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 like all of those. Perfect. Um, yeah, it's it really it, like it's a perfect like batshit like uh action spy movie. Oh yeah. Super so. enjoyable. Yep. And dude, I want I want that song. I tracked down that song. The 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 opening song of this film. Stargrove. Um, this would be a good, speaking of double features, this would probably be a good double feature with Jim Cotta. Jim Cotta would be a good one. Totally. So I'm looking up all the titles on Charter uh, Entertainment. So they're definitely buyable because Crime Wave was released on Charter, and that was picked up by Shout Factory. Hmm, okay. Uh, the Mac was <clears throat> released on Charter, and that was... Uh, um, I think New Line or WB picked that up. Um, okay, so there. Oh there man, is hope. the fucking Quest is charter. Oh man, the Quest is so good. Um, With Van Damme? No, no. It's <laughs> also old. known as Frog Dreaming and the Go Kids. It's wow. A good. It's a. Yeah, it's a. Um, it's a kids uh, kind of horror film. Nice. Um, oh man, Cocaine Wars. I'm looking at all the tapes. Alright, we're gonna get down a rabbit hole here, but, uh, we, we gotta start wrapping up, man. We have been, we, these, the, all the movies we've talked about today, man, this is track, if you track all these down, you're gonna have a blast. Um, watching these, discovering them. They're all, I think most of them are fun movies to watch with friends. Uh, I think you can get some enjoyment out of Ghost in the Machine with some friends. It's definitely the least batshit out of all the movies we've talked about today, but um, but it, it 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 does have its moments, especially with the kid and his obsession with with '90s rap. Um, some laughs there for sure. But um, God told me to was uh, all right. So this this is good news because God okay. told me to. That's Blue Underground, Dirt Bike Kid. That was Scorpion. Okay. Um. So. It looks like unless they were bought back from um, the the filmmakers, there's a good chance that these are kind of up for grabs. Well, um, somebody, I mean, somebody needs to get get on that shit. It will make this thing will make some money. Guaranteed. Nashville Girl, that was another Scorpion title. So something tells me that this is probably doable. So um, I'll be working on this. <laughs> Go forth, Brad. I we'll send you will, into the great unknown. This, this is going to happen for us. Nice. So we'll start our own label just to make it happen. Hopefully, there is. No, I don't know if I have that much in existence. Brain power to do that. Get me Star I want Star I think that's going to do it for this week's show, man. Um, I want to to uh, give a huge shout-out, of course, to our sponsors, to Coffee Shop of Horrors. Go to coffeeshopofhorrors.com. Enter in Screamcast when you check out. Grab some of their coffee. Um, I, like, legitimately... Right videos back up. Awesome. Legitimately, like, all our sponsors we are fans of, and we actually spend our own hard-earned cash on. So we're not just, uh, you know, we're not paid off by any of these uh, <laughs> any of these people at all. So Coffee Shop Horrors, check them out. Um, Grindhouse Video, order some movies from them. I believe he has these films. Does He he carries a vinegar syndrome, correct? Yeah, if you go to shop, he has... It's actually really cool. He has all his um, 
all his uh, uh, distribute. Sorry, I almost threw up. Um, <laughs> he has all his distributors. Um, it's separate, so you okay. can just like pick Vinegar Syndrome. Cool. It looks like his Vinegar Syndrome Blu-rays are relatively about seventeen ninety-five. Okay, that's not bad. These aren't listed yet, but um, I imagine they'll be around that, maybe about twenty bucks. So keep an eye out for it if you don't, you know, because if you're not going to buy out, go out and spend these right now. Maybe you'll wait on the next paycheck. Maybe they'll be up there. And then if you use what's our code? Uh, shit. What is it? Screamcast ten. Screamcast ten. Yeah, Screencast 10 of the coupon code, you get uh, 10% off your order um, at Grand House Video. And I'm actually looking on here because he, he took it down, but like he has Vinegar Syndrome titles for like $12.95, $13.95. Yeah. So he's, he's got some pretty good prices. And like I said, it's pretty easy to like navigate because, you know, he has even filmmakers like from uh, Bill Zabub, uh Dustin Mills, like he has all those separate. And, you know, you can click on, like, Scorpion releasing. So if you don't want to buy from Bill, if you don't want to buy from Code Red, like, he carries these movies, which is uh, pretty cool. So you don't have to worry about Yeah, dealing. you actually get the movie You actually to you. get your movies. <laughs> and it's fairly, fairly decent. Uh, like, what's your turnaround time when you've ordered from him? Um, he's, he's pretty fast, man. I mean, I have actually been... Whenever I order something from him, I just drop him a line on Facebook, which he's, you can go to facebook.com slash grindhouse video Tampa. Yeah. And I would, Mike, Mike, uh, was it Mike Sandlin? Yeah. Yeah. But you can drop him a line on, Mike hates me, so he's just going to give me a reason to hate him. (laughs) You can drop him a line on, on Facebook too. He's really good about getting back to you. Tell him you're a Screamcast listener. You heard about him on the Screamcast. He'll sling you, he'll, I'm sure he'll sling you the deal. It's, um, it's not 10% off. All across the board is I think if you spend a certain amount of money, I, I, I don't know. I think it's like 50 bucks. Don't quote me on that. Um, so I don't have it up right now. But um, <clears throat> well, def- like, like I'm looking at here. He has like Spasmo. Uh, he has Space Raiders, Short Eyes. All those are limited editions, people. Like those are all limited editions by, um, by Scorpion releasing. So get on that because those aren't going to be around. For uh, forever, he has also Harlequin Blu-ray, which is out of print. Oh, so, nice! And, and Flavia the Heretic, which is uh, another another um, out of print uh, Blu-ray. So he has he has the stock. So just keep an eye out. Um, but uh, yeah, it's really cool. Like he, you can go to pretty. He also carries SRS Cinema stuff. So if you ever know about those guys, those is like a, a company owned by like the filmmakers themselves that put out their like old movies on DVD and Blu-ray. Sweet. Uh, and they're extremely limited. Yeah. So, yeah, I see free shipping on orders of $50. Yeah. I mean, like I said, like I've done most of my ordering just through just from from Mike himself through Facebook. He's really easy to get a hold of. He's really uh, on top of things and normally the either that day or the next day he's shipping it out and he'll send me a picture of the tracking number. Uh, I've also ordered online. The turnaround time is very, very quick on there as well. I mean, this isn't Amazon.com, so it's not like, oh, two-day shipping or day shipping, you know. But I, I like that when I, that I'm, when I pay for my movies, I'm helping him out, that I'm supporting this business. And I, I, I love, I kind of feel better about it, even if it's a couple bucks more, 
I feel like I'm actually supporting something and you're helping. Well, if you, su- want, you know, if you want these places, cause not like, not every, like Amazon doesn't have a lot of these films. Like if you go on there and you search through his uh, stock, a lot of these aren't carried by Amazon. Right. They're really only carried by like him, uh, diabolic DVD. And if you want more places like this, support it because other people will see that it works. Yeah. Same thing with your local video store. If you live in a town that actually has a video store, go to it because it will survive. And then others might open up if they are following that certain formula. So, yeah. Yep. I I love it. I mean, I love, I love looking through and this. It kind of is, you know, the closest I can get to perusing a store because I, I, you know, things are kind of constantly kind of moving around on, on his, the web store and things like that. He's getting new stuff in and, and that's the thing too. Like he gets a whole bunch of used stuff. So if you drop him a line on Facebook, if you, if you like their page, you'll, he'll, whenever he gets new stuff in used, he'll post pictures of the stack and you can drop him a line and say, Hey, I want this, this, yeah. this, and this. Yeah. That's another and, thing is keep an eye out for his Facebook. I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah. It, it just makes it fun. It makes purchasing movies fun again as opposed to just, Oh, I want this. Let me go to Amazon. You know, I, part of being a collector is kind of finding the deals, finding hard to find movies and enjoying kind of the search for these movies. And it's kind of when you support smaller companies like this, you know, you're really, it, it, for me, it brings back kind of the fun of, of it. And, and, uh, I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, that's, it's all, it's all about the experience, I think. So cool. Well, um, that's going to do it for this week's show. Like I said earlier. But uh, drop us a line over at the Screamcast. <clears throat> excuse me, thescreamcast.com. Um, our email is readme at thescreamcast.com. And you know we had we were going to do a drawing, but we only got two emails. So I don't know how you want to do that, man. Whoa, we got two emails. Do we want to extend it another week? How about this? How about if we extend it another week? But we also incorporate. You don't have to tell us a story. Just show us a screen cap of your purchase of Copy Shop of Horrors or Grindhouse Video, and that will automatically enter you in the contest. There you go. So if you've bought something from, from Copy Shop of Horrors or from Grindhouse Video, drop us a line or yeah, email us a, a screenshot of your uh, yeah, or Facebook it or Facebook, Twitter yeah, it, whatever you know, one or the other uh, Facebook personal Facebook, whatever, and you'll be entered in the drawing. And what I'll do make sure you make sure you mark out your information before you yeah. do so. So but, I'll, um, I'll I'll enter the two emails into the drawing. Um it kind of got a little personal, so I kinda got some emails after the fact saying, hey, can you maybe not read my because <laughs> it got a little personal. So we'll add these two um emails in and and we'll we'll go from there. But um we we want to give you guys a chance to win some shit. So you gotta participate somehow. Yeah, and it's good shit too. It's not like yeah. you know we're giving away a fucking Screencast coffee cup. Well, we are, but um, I know it's a joke. And some coffee and a movie. It was my joke. Um, if you go, if so, it's readme at thescreencast.com. I'm trying to fix the contact form on the website. It seems to have shit the bed, but our email address is up there. If you it's go to screencast.com slash two contact. things, people couldn't find that shit. I, I, I'm thinking there was a. I'm thinking that could have been it too. People couldn't email in, but I had the email address up there. I don't know, but anyway, drop us a line. We'll extend this another week. We want uh, a, a good number of people, so it's the the odds are you know so it's a little more fun. So yeah, that's about it. All right, yeah, uh, we're on Twitter, Scream underscore Cast, and that's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you guys for listening. Talk to you next time.
Bye bye. Bye. Oh, don't tell me you're leaving. The party's just begun. Oh.